So I'm seeing two things from my world. One is everyone doing that take of this is going to change everything. And then there's the other take of this is stupid. It's going to go away. It's just like the meta quest. It's, you know, dead on arrival. I totally hear both. And can I give you my most raw and authentic take about this? The take that I had before anything was was official about this. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I remember, and you might have a similar experience. I remember being about 12 years old, 13, 14. I already know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Playing Nintendo 64 mm-hmm. and just thinking, hey, it's going to be cool when about 20 years, you just put on a VR headset and you play the game virtually. Mm. And everybody I went to school with had the same thought. Mm-hmm. This wasn't like, oh my God, there was no... It wasn't like that insane. It was just like, mm-hmm. this is going to be the future and I'm excited for it. I'm 12 years old and I'm excited for this future. Right. It's weird when something like this drops and everyone's like, where did this come from? Holy shit, I had no <laughs> idea. This is going to change everything. We need so much time to think about this and the implications. It's like, yeah. guys, were we not all, were we not back playing N64 <laughs> back in the day, just like waiting for this for 20 <laughs> some years to happen? And now it's here and we're acting shocked. And That's I, my initial impression. <laughs> and may I remind you that they had VR games when we were kids. Yes, like did, you yeah. could go to Toys R Us and it was like shitty and weird and like cheap, but it was like, it was a legitimate like headset with kind of altered reality stuff. I had a driving game that I fucking loved, man. And it was it was awesome. It was so cool. But yeah, absolutely. Content, please continue. Okay, well, so that's my, my gut response. That's my initial response. Yeah. I, I feel like in this space, in this podcast, I want to do a little bit of responding to the, the, the both sides thing. And then I want to get a little bit more on what I think is crazy. But like, what what side should we take first? What do you want to take? Like, this is going nowhere side, mm. or this is going to change everything side. Which one do you want to like dive into first? I, where do you fall? Where do you fall? If you got to pick a camp, where would you fall? Yeah, I I think this is a nothing burger. I think okay. This, oh, good. I think this I'm is... a, I'm slightly leaning towards the other side on this one. Ooh, so. Oh, good, good. Okay, okay, this is good. Okay, let's argue your side. Let's argue okay. your side. Okay. So when I first saw it, the first thing I thought. And I I love that this is now like kind of a this is my litmus test for whether something is actually going to do well or not. Where I was like, oh, the memesters are going to have a field day with this shit, dude. (laughs) I was like and immediately the next day I popped open Reddit and it's memes. It's memes, baby, and they are not being nice. And I'm like, you know what, man? You they're might not being as... nice, but some of them are pretty damn funny too. Some well, they're of them are pretty they're funny. they're funny, but they're but memes are so effective on picking into the weakest part of a concept and exploiting it for humor, let which me, is why let me I guess. love them. Let me yeah. guess what you're picking up on. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm imagining this was the New York Times. I'm imagining that this encapsulate, encapsulates all the memes. New York Times. This is their headline. But would you wear it? <laughs> the memes, the memes, yes. And I there's... think I, I'm seeing that in the memes in that, uh, you know, there's the one where it's just like all these girls with with the headset just staring at you. And then it says you walk into a party in 2024 and you figure out your headset. That sort of thing. <laughs> but but everyone looks dumb. You know, that's like the, the premise. Is that kind of like what what the gist is that you're seeing? I hadn't seen that one. I've seen memes that are like uh, a lot of the memes. And here's why I think it's a nothing burger. There's two reasons. One, it's thirty five hundred bucks. And I think. Yeah. yeah. And I and I think, honestly, uh, I don't want to diatribe too much on this, but 
part of like let, uh, the other thing I want to say is Tim Cook, not Steve Jobs, not even uh, not even the the shadow of a whisper of Steve, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, for all of his failings, had a very proletariat ethic with Apple from the very beginning, where he his whole fucking concept was like, I want everybody to have this. I want <laughs> I want a computer in every household. That was his revolutionary idea was let's take computers out of the universities, let's take them out of these giant mainframe rooms, let's shrink it down and make it kind of sexy so that the average person can and wants to have one of these in their house and he succeeded. He did mm -hmm. it again with the iPod, he did it again with the iPhone, and if we remember the iPhone was pretty groundbreaking technology it was a couple hundred bucks. You know, it was it wasn't a thousand dollars. It seemed pretty unattainable though back in the day. It seemed pretty it, compared it to did. what was on the market. Because back then it was kind of a glorified thing you call people on still, I totally. will say. And so totally. it was like I, I remember people who who bought the iPhone. I remember you know, a friend of mine Me had too. one like very early. And I like judged him. I was like, You bought that? You know, like what you need you really need to I don't even like Google shit on a tiny screen. Like really like to me that made no sense. And that was the first generation, and that technology, looking back, did kind of suck. It was a glorified yeah. thing you call people on, and you could kind of kind of look things up on the internet. It was, but it wasn't a it wasn't a, a grant. It was it was, it was it a was, game changer. It was like three hundred. It was like three hundred fifty bucks or something like that when it came out. And, and in nineteen yeah. or in like two thousand five dollars, that was probably closer to six or seven hundred dollars or something. To me, I was very young back then, so that seemed like an untainable amount of money. But right. Yeah, yeah, it did. But mostly, you know, Apple products they they fall within the reasonable realm of like an average person being able to save a little bit extra money for a couple paychecks and get something nice for themselves. This yeah. falls in the full erudite. Uh, like you have to be somebody with a lot of disposable income to justify a $3,500 the, entertainment purchase. Yeah, the only saving grace here is that this is the first gen. Mm. Once they release later generations, presumably it will fall. That's how technology typically works, is that the first product, the first line, is something that is for the diehard fans right. and for the you know, you know, professionals, frankly. It's called like it's interesting to me how they call it the uh, the Vision Pro, not just like the Apple Vision. Yeah. Which yeah, they could yeah. have. But I think that they're sure. signaling there that this is for people who, you know, work in business or fly first class, that that sort of a thing. And then they'll come out with, you know, a year later, they'll have the, the thing that's half the price mm -hmm. and that essentially has the same functionality. I think that that's kind of like what my guess is, but I agree like that broadly. I mean, you've probably seen that video where they announce what the price is. Everyone in, in the audience just gasps. No. Oh God. That's great though. Yeah. That was floating around <laughs> Twitter. Someone took a video and everyone was like, oh, you, you know, which which it is shocking. Cause I mean, everybody, everybody also is totally right to compare this to what, uh, Facebook is putting out, yeah, um, their the, meta quest the, thing. And that's yeah, like totally. right now, it's I think it's two ninety nine or something yeah, like that or three ninety nine. Three hundred bucks, and it's pretty good too. It's pretty good. I think mm -hmm. that and they're, they're they're like, well, this is a this is augmented reality, not virtual reality. And and but here's the other thing that I think is shitty about this. Usually, when a there's wait to hold on to go back to your point about the first technology being expensive. I that's an okay idea, except for from Apple. Who is like a what a trillion dollar company now? You guys, you guys eat the you guys eat the first half of the burger that costs money, and you make it available for the working class person to well, have access to. I, it. I mean, it, I think that they they 
a long time ago, even when Steve Jobs was here, they jumped the ship of trying to be the everybody thing. That was mm. taken over by Android. If like oh, right fair. now, if you own an iPhone, it's a symbol of wealth. If you own an Apple Watch, it's a symbol of wealth because it's the most expensive thing. Uh, you know, if you go to a, go to a, a coffee shop, right? Yeah. And everybody's sitting on their lap, laptops. The people sitting on their iMacs, they paid three times the amount of people sitting on the the Dell or the Chromebook that's or true. whatever. Three to five times more. Yeah, and they that's did true. it not necessarily because they are using the software or actually use they, they did it to signal sure. wealth. And and I think that like it's it's actually maybe not a bad idea for Apple to lean into that because mm. that is what they are. They they are like that is their brand is we are for the wealthy elite. We're for the creative class. We, sure. we give you, we roll out our product and it already has GarageBand on it, right? Like this is for right. the creative, creative class. Sure. Well, and to, and to your point there. It does limit who they will reach, but yes. And, yeah. and to your point there, I feel like when a big technology platform would come out over the last like 20 years, one of the main things that would happen is there would be an, there would be a killer app for that or a killer game for that gaming station or something that they're like, look at this piece of software that maximizes the capabilities of this new machine. Look how amazing it is. There wasn't anything like that for the vision. There was a couple things that were kind of cool. There was, I mean, they had the CEO of uh, Disney come on stage and talk right. about how they are going to marry their product with, with Disney entertainment. That, right. Right. That probably made Mark Zuckerberg want to die because he would die for that. Right. Right. Um, but there was no huge, but there but... was no big kind of fireworks display of that like merger. They weren't like, check it out. Here's a scene from The Mandalorian. But it's like he's walking through your living room or anything like that. Like it was all just kind of weak ish demo looking software. Like there was a cool meditation one where they had like a like a chrysanthemum or something that like exploded in front of your face. And it looked cool and shit. But at the end of the day, the thing that I was walked away with where I was like, this is a nothing burger was their big play for all of the marketing on it was showing you a fucking uh, computer screen floating in the room. And I was like, guys, nobody fucking cares. They're like, they're like, and look, it, it casts shadows in your living room like this this imaginary computer screen that you can make it as big as you want and i'm just like guys like if you're like this is not this there this exists this doesn't quite exist in that form but for $3500 you can create a facsimile of this that is objectively way cooler way more advanced technologically if the whole point of your platform is that now you don't have to buy a flat screen tv you can just put on these fucking stupid looking goggles and you have and you have an infinitely large flat screen tv i'm like Nobody's going for that, man. Okay, Di diatribe well, end, please. Yeah. Please. Okay. So, so let me let me tackle a little bit of that, but then transition to what I think is actually world changing about this, like actually genuinely radical and world changing about this. Okay. But okay. I mean, I do think that you're hitting the the correct key point there, which is that I mean, like, are people gonna feel silly? and feel dumb in these. This is like Scott Galloway's big point. Is it, you're, you're, it's not gonna increase your mating abilities to, to walk around in one of these things. It's gonna make you look silly. Right, sure. I do have counter examples to this. Like the one that immediately jumps to mind is like, look what's on our ears. True. Look at this. There was Absolutely. a time when like wearing headphones like this would have you're been- 
utterly, I walk down busy streets wearing these and no one cares. No one looks at me twice. And again, there was a time that would have been very weird. Absolutely. So the big question you is like, been the You would have been the quirky girl in an 80s movie. Right. <laughs> But, you know, there is something special about our eyes. There's something special about our, our peripheral vision. And, you know, there, there's, I don't know, it, it is different than headphones. I'll absolutely grant that. Um, the one thing that just about the new experience that immediately jumps out in their presentation is they say, uh, uh, Tim Cook says that you're no longer looking at the product, you're looking through it. This is the first product that you're looking through. I thought that that was an interesting framing of what this new technology mm. is. It is, and it, this again, it's, it's mm. just a little bit of a shift that it could become a very silly thing to have to take out your phone or take out your laptop and like to look at the screen and scroll through it. it, it that could become a, all of a sudden like a cumbersome thing. If it does become normalized to you're just in the world. And again, this is like Gen 1. So these yeah. things are going to presumably get smaller and smaller. Things that are in sci-fi, presumably to some degree, they are going to be here in reality. So, yeah. you know, the already, this is wild, but already there is like a contact lens kind of version of this. That's what I'm waiting for, man. Yeah. That like, seems be amazing. Before we get there we're going to go through these iterations unless mm. they, if we get there, I'm not even completely convinced that's going to necessarily, but anyway, <laughs> but I want to jump to the thing just so I'm not dangling <laughs> it out there or teasing it too, too long. Don't the thing that I think is, eat. yeah, Devin, I, I have some sympathy. I want to, I want to <laughs> jump into what I think is, is, mm -hmm. uh, truly, <laughs> truly cool about this. Alleviate my angst. Tell me, this tell me what you think is the first that I'm aware of mass market product that is a true brain computer interface. And I, I say that because if, mm. you know, this is what a lot of people that I'm following are, are, are right now discussing is that this does this radical thing where first, when you first put it on it, you do like eye tracking things, right? You do eye tracking things so that you can see sure. like, Oh, my eyes are looking here and you yes that. Okay. So you do this just to set the thing up. Mm -hmm. um, once it's set up, it follows your eyes to an insanely accurate degree. So, okay, you put the headset on and then your your apps are displayed in front of you on the screen. Okay. When your eye just moves between apps, they light up. It knows exactly what you're looking at. Okay. And this is radical. Like this is like a biofeedback thing so that you are actually with your eyes, your, your brain is connected to the virtual world through mm -hmm. your eyes. Mm -hmm. And that, that literally is mind blowing. Like, I don't care what anybody says that is insane and mind blowing. And this, this is, this is the future. This is radical. Is it, are we all <clears throat> Stephen Hawking? And, and again, Stephen and, Hawking and, and, immediately comes to mind. Like, I just feel like I, is that really revolutionary? I feel like, uh, like people with like severe, uh, like physical disabilities and like deformities and stuff have been like activating computer screens with their eyes for like decades now. You know, well, to well, like totally, type simple I, messages and to like as an interface like concept, I feel like it's not that new. No, I mean, this, this stuff kind of thing has been out there, but again, not at all for the mass market public. Like Stephen Hawking, sure. that thing, that was like medical grade, probably insane, insanely expensive sure. and like yeah. really cumbersome and sure. like also not cool. You know, it was sure. just purely for functionality. And this yeah. like, I don't know if you've seen it too, but like you click like this, you just like click like this, you scroll and click. 
scroll and click and your like with your finger with your fingers with your fingers and you can have your fingers anywhere around you and it'll just know it'll that's kind of cool shit like this like it it is bringing us into the digital world in a so so okay so Back in back in away just for one second away from everything else, all the commentary and back to my twelve year old boy self. Okay, this is what we have always fucking wanted, <laughs> and we're now in this world where everyone's bitching about it and complaining about it, and it's this is the thing that like we've been waiting for. This is how you interact with with the digital space, and it's here, and we're all just kind of like sitting around bitching about it. No, oh, that's so expensive. If we do lean into it and embrace it, which we totally may not, like I'm not going to buy the first version of this. It's probably going to be a little clunky. It is too expensive. I, so I'm I'm not, you know, going to necessarily throw my money at this. But uh, let's just say like broadly, if we do lean into this technology, there is a world where this becomes as universal and normal as the laptop. Yeah, I think the contact lens is is the it it is like the final stop on this train. I, I think there's I mean unless something else happens somehow where we're iterating in a in a into the actual brain and through the ocular nerve, we're such a visual species. Like yeah. I think the contact lens is the thing that we're iterating towards here. The the augmented reality contact lens. I think you're right. I there's there's parts of it that I think you're right. Um, I. I think you're absolutely right. This is what we've been waiting for. But I think the reason why it's getting so much scorn and derision is because it's slo- it's a sloppy, it was a sloppy rollout to a product that to me seems a little sloppy. I mean, like it seems like they spent a lot of time figuring out how it should look. And But when I watched that keynote, I mean, I watched a lot of it. I didn't watch all two hours of it, but I definitely watched the, vis- the Vision Pro part and the parts where Tim Cook is speaking. And there just isn't any life or zest or anything in these, A, in the people that are presenting this technology. Like, Tim Cook couldn't be less Steve Jobs. And Bob Iger as well. I'm like, dude, who let you walk out there in, like, faded, pre-distressed jeans and a cardigan? Like, can a guy get, like, a snazzy suit? Or can, like, you know, you're, like, you're rolling out a product that's supposed to be, like, from the future. Pull, pull back a little bit and realize what you're talking about. Like these, 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 people, these people are not professional actors. They are probably super nervous about this. They're trying to not do anything that will like draw attention because they don't want to be memefied. I wouldn't want to be on that stage presenting this. You know what I mean? Yeah, There's like, that would be bleeding, such a. You're at the, if you're at the bleeding edge of a technology that's supposed to be changing the world, part of your job is to present it in a way that feels revolutionary. And I think that when I mean, Steve I th- Jobs. I think, I'm I'm thinking you're wrong about this. I just, okay. just because I, I I do think they made one one mistake, I, one big mistake, and that is that Tim Cook didn't wear it. Yeah, that he was he should have put it on. That was a huge miss. Also, here's the other big miss. Yeah. is that for someone like me, I could get really excited about this. And I remember in the in the vision or the the Quest VR, there's an app in there that you can paint in three dimensions, and it's cool. It's really cool as an artist, as a visual artist, to be able to create a three-dimensional sculptural painting with your hands, all kinds of different brushes. It still felt a little Microsoft painty 
which mm-hmm. is a bummer. But if you're going to release something like this, here's the other part that feels tone deaf to the modern moment, which is that we have now millions of, of creators, right? We don't live in a world where it's a 1% of people are creating and 9%, 99% are consuming. We live in a world where a really sizable chunk of the population is themselves a part of the creative class at every socioeconomic level. And I didn't see anything for those people i didn't see any tools to allow they're like this is the uh, the apple developers conference and what you really mean is tech startups get the chance to have access to your your code and maybe have a chance to develop an app with you that's you know it just seems like it just doesn't seem it just doesn't seem proletariat enough to me it doesn't seem working working man enough even at the level like i own a ton of apple products i'm not like a rich i don't even i don't make six figures i'm a carpenter you know what i mean but i own all of this stuff because it works better for me the workflow is really intuitive i like the i like the interfaces and the way that they're built i like the ecosystem a lot but for something like that i mean there has to be a killer app or there has to be an entry point for the average creative person to say wow i could make art with this because that to me is the next step. Like I, I feel you with this could be the next step because I that Chris when the lady when the lady's sitting in front of the chrysanthemum in the meditation app and it like explodes into a million pieces around her, that was the only emotionally engaging part of that keynote for me, where I was like, Oh, that actually has a lot of potential. Doing three D immersive art and have and allowing people to have an art driven three D experience that is the place where I think they should have tacked into harder. Not the you can have your your phone screen in your living room at whatever well, I mean, size I, you want. I uh, again, I like I think that they're they're marketing it semi correctly because it's not going to mm. be the artists who are going to be buy this first gen thing. They're, True. It's going to be uh, corporations and True. rich people who love to play games. You know, and <sighs> you, you know, I mean that's. That's just, I think, the reality of it. But, I mean, I, I will also say I have never been in, blown away by any presentation ever. I watched some of Steve Jobs' back then. I think that we glorify Steve Jobs. He wasn't actually that great of a presenter either. He was like, look at this, blah, 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 blah. And he was a nerd and a geek. I mean, come on. I had, I, I, I like a lot of what Steve Jobs did. <laughs> I was literally maybe 2% more impressed with his presentations than Tim Cook's. It's, it was fine. I thought the presentation was totally fine. I wasn't going into it to be like, I'm going to be blown away and entertained and wowed. I, I, I was just kind of like, let's see if this thing is better than the MetaQuest and lives up to Apple's, uh, the, the, what I expect for their products to look in terms of like sleek and beautiful. And it, yeah. it did all that for me. Like I, I wasn't, at, at no moment was I, well, like I'm embarrassed for Apple that they put this out on the market. You know, I, and I, 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 was, I, I was kind of expecting that actually. I think this is Google Glass. I think this is the. I think this is Google Glass 2.0. I think that this is going to get meme bombed into oblivion and is going to fail. I well, don't think me, it's going to. I don't is, think it's going to go off at all. This is Steve. Or, uh, this is uh, Scott Galloway's point, which is that people just won't ever put something on their face like this. Do you mm. think that that is simply true? Like this just line of products, it's no. just never going to fly. Cause I don't like, like no, no company. People love the quest. People love, people love. No, I mean, VR. it's flopped. It's flopped. It's as, no. a, as a mass market I, product. Yeah. It's I mean, flopped. my mom, my mom has one, you know, like people who like to play games. I mean, they're, they, they missed a little bit because there's not a ton of sick apps for it, but like there's games that I love to play on VR. And I think there's a lot of people that are, 
I mean, maybe but not as, as a line of product, it, like as a product line, it did universally like it flopped. It's it really catch on the way it was supposed to. Yeah. Interesting. This is this is the the one that's supposed to catch on. And well, this this is yeah, what Scott Galloway so. has said too, is that Apple won't just turn away from a product like Google did. They will oh, lean into it and force sure. us to, to have it like they did with the Apple Watch. The Apple Watch also flopped. For I do remember years. that. People were like, this is so dumb. We're yeah. never wearing this. Now everybody one has people, one. And I'm still, I'm still kind of like that. The only reason I would oh, get an too, Apple yeah. Watch is that I sometimes <laughs> I do envision a world where I don't have to carry my phone around with me. That would be kind of nice. But I'm still not going to buy one. But I, I like that idea. I like that idea. But yeah, but that their product didn't flop because they leaned into it for years and years True. and years and years. They can just and they can just foie gras duck shove it down your throat. They also didn't do what <laughs> Apple did, which Apple was just hemorrhaging money to to lean into the right. uh, VR space. Apple right. didn't do that for this. This is just another one of their products that they still are sitting on thirty billion dollars or whatever, right. and they're. They're not like if this flops, it's not going to like harm their their bottom line at all. No, They're fine. No. But and that's good. That was smart of them. Yeah. And and to be fair, to address the rest of the keynote, which I did watch, all of their other products are iterating at like an OK clip. I mean, I it, it I do always have the complaint that they're clearly sitting on way more advanced tech. And they're just breadcrumbing it to us, which I find yeah. anno I find that to be annoying. And I do think that that is more prevalent in the Tim Cook era than the Steve Jobs era. I think Steve Jobs was a crazy enough person that he actually did want to see weird revolutionary technologies like sweep through sweep through the public consciousness and like the zeitgeist. And I think that was part of what was fulfilling for him about. Apple was that it was a platform for him to surge interesting technologies through the culture. And he did it successfully like four or five times, like at scale, like the so, world, you know, yeah, and one, it, one last thing that I want to talk about here. Yeah. Yeah. Is I, I do remember, uh, might've been with you or our mutual friend, Sam, but I remember talking about this like five years ago that it feels like the iPhone the cell phone in general is already dead and why haven't yeah. we moved off of it? Because yeah. with this technology, they're just doing these little teeny micro iterations, but yep. the effectively what is the smartphone has not changed in a decade. Yeah. And the new iterations that they've just released, it's like, Oh, you can put your, your face appears when you call someone. Okay. Wow. <laughs> cool. Yeah. But the, the problem is, and this does get back to the VR headset thing, the vision pro is that, it's just getting harder and harder and harder to release any new actual product because mm. of that's just the way I take technology is. I mm. mean, we've, we've, I mean, th people have argued that we have plateaued with what we can technically do. We're, mm. we're just like hitting the wall of what's possible mm. until we somehow merge our brains with machines or whatever, like, like literally get rid of latency. Like Elon Musk talks about it's like, we have to get rid of latency. Right. Until I mean I don't I don't know like I I it, from what I'm hearing even from you today is is that this is gonna flop because like no one wants to put it on their face like just like the, the yeah like, it's good yeah. it's goofy and it's not revolutionary enough and when I when I when I talked to a friend of mine this morning her first comment was like what problem does this solve like who needs this I think that also is a very natural yes. response and again that gets back to the really fundamental point of what if we, it's just so hard to, to create new technologies. 
that at this point, because we have things you know that do connect us to the digital space, it's just so hard to create new technologies, like fundamentally, uh, you know, paradigm shifting new technologies that we we're just gonna have to settle with the uh, the new little teeny micro software-y in you know innovations because maybe for the rest of our lives, things just aren't going to get that much better because we've hit, hit a wall at some level. Do you, do you think that that's, I, I, I'm not there, but I absolutely do have time for people who think that, you know. Same. I, I don't know. I, I'm not there either, but I think that is a, actually kind of a romantic way to look at the future. I mean, I'll, I'll, mm. end, I'll end my kind of um, thoughts on this with an anecdote. I, um, I rode my bike through San Francisco uh, a couple days ago from the top of Market Street all the way down to the Embarcadero and and uh, made it to the water. And I was just hanging out there by the pier um, on the dock for a little while. And one of the things that I noticed was that I was amongst an incredibly diverse group of people. And they were all just very quietly and calmly sitting at the waterfront in their own way, enjoying it in their own way. Some people with a little boombox, you know, and I'm talking like black, white, young, old, like all races, all socioeconomic strata. There were some rich people there. There was obviously some very poor people there. Everything in between. And everybody was sitting there in front of the water, absorbing it in their own way and really enjoying it. And when when you when you say something like that, right? Like maybe we're at this uh, wall with how much we can do with technology and integrating it with the human experience. I hope you're right, because I think there is something really special about the physical world, and I do think that there's something a little forced about about virtual reality and about augmented reality. And we love this Ready Player One apocalyptic scenario where we're all just like, you know, sitting in a gamer chair with a haptic vest and an AR headset on and we don't ever leave the house. And I just don't know, the older I get, the more I wonder if that actually is ever really a reality for more than a small percentage of people. People still hike. People still want to be out in nature. People still want to be amongst other people. There's always like people that are shut in and don't want to do that stuff. But maybe we reach, uh, maybe we reach a balance point with technology where we realize that like the digital world is really interesting, but maybe just as interesting as the physical world. And we, and you know, at some point, this contact zone that we're in kind of releases itself into a, a more harmonious balance between living in real life and living in digital life. I think that that is beautifully said. A lot of that I, I agree with. Uh, I, I do want to just, you know, throw it out there that <laughs> I think that kind of, again, like really nothing has changed in terms of the digital space that we're entering into, whether it's seamlessly or not. And going way back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago when people said that reading books is destroying people's lives and they're totally. just shutting themselves inside and reading books all day long, which totally. also totally a thing. And I think totally. that we haven't moved at all on that. I think that it's exact. And this is the fundamental Amen. thing that, about being <clears throat> a human being is that we are always looking for new portals to jump into. And that's what, that's what art is. And that's what even conversations and relationships are. That's what, you know, cityscapes are. That's what a, a quirky shop is. Uh, that's what an ocean view is. It's a portal into, a, you know, jumping ourselves into another experience. Right. And this is just another kind of a book 
right? And the, yeah. the thing is that we're just trying to do it so that it does get more and more seamless and right. less and less you having to carry around the Encyclopedia Britannica in your backpack. Right. You know, it's some level of, of that, that we're just trying to make that encyclopedia smaller and smaller and smaller, easier right. and easier to access and right. more and more, you know, meaningful as you, you know, we, we explore more portals that, that we're creating for ourselves as, as creative creatures. <laughs> that's my, that's my, that's okay. That's my umbrella. On the wow. Whole entire we really, topic. we really waxed poetic on the last 10 minutes of this bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> you almost brought a tear to my eye, dude. <laughs> it's interesting how, how, you know, I'm like kind of more for the thing or kind of more optimistic about it. You're kind of like more pessimistic. Both of us are like, I'm not going to buy this. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty interesting. I think that that's interesting. It would have been funny if one of us is like, dude, I'm on the wait list. I can't wait to own this thing. You're I never going to see it. me again. I'm going to be I'm going to be in the VR space. I need it. I'm I'm waiting for it, man. I'm waiting for it to yeah. become something that seems really fun and engaging and not just kind of clunky and nerdy and and OK. You know, there's there's versions of it. There's things that I'm waiting to see happen from VR tech. I'm a dancer. So as soon as I can take an object without having a headset on and I can play with it in real space and I can build things around myself to, you know, create a visual immersive environment as an artist, like in an intuitive and and fluid way, that will be something that I will get on the wait list for. This is just OK, let me let me yet. pull it back to my day to day experience just for maybe one more note here is that my okay. day-to-day experience is that for my day job, right? I have an old Dell laptop by old. I mean like two years old, I can barely pick it up and move it around the house. Cause if I touch wrong parts of it and I, there are a couple of parts that I just like can't touch. If my thumb hits a certain part, it crashes and it takes 30 minutes to get back up. So I'm kind of like, and I have worked at offices where they, they give you like a brand new MacBook pro. You know what I mean? Um, there are going to be offices out there just so that people don't like, I have spent like, like company money, thousands of dollars, plus all kinds of wasted time because my laptop always crashes. Like it's, it will be actually beneficial to employees, people like me who work from home or maybe you can work in an office to put this thing on and then like you're not distracted as much. Your thing isn't going to crash on sure. you every time you touch it in the wrong place. I, I don't know yeah. that as just a business <clears throat> tool. This would make my life better if I didn't have to worry about like, oh, I want to go work in another room right now. Oh, but I can't mm. pick my laptop a top <laughs> up. <laughs> I mean, we literally are first for a lot of workers like me who do like the laptop game um we are like an ancient dinosaur history still with like just how that i, I do have like at my office i have um which i go to once a month um i do have like a double monitor thing that you plug into but like you know sometimes i can't find the fucking cord so i can't plug into <laughs> my, my monitors sometimes one of my monitors is down and i spend three hours that day talking to the tech guy about like why i mean it's plugged in correctly right but i mean configuration shit of just like the old laptop space is a nightmare. And I don't know, it my professional life again, for eating entertainment and art and all fancy things, I would, I would probably be a more effective worker if I just like every morning crawled out of bed, put this thing on and started answering emails, you know, I don't know. I, I do want to start a segment on that note. That is, is it 2023 yet? 
or is it, oh my God, it's 2023? Because it feels like we're in the dichotomy of that right now yeah, so right. intensely. Where you said something in the beginning that was very indicative of that, where it's like, you're, you're either thinking like, it's 2023. Like, why can't I transfer files of like giant, giant files like effortlessly? Or you're like, oh my God, like it's 2023. Like there's, you know, this is crazy. But there, we're in a real pivot point where there's both of those things existing simultaneously. What only, here, let me, let me, let me, let me, uh, let me stick the landing here. Only time will tell if the Apple Vision Pro is on one side of the fence or the other, Peter. Thank you. Thank you for, thank you for this rousing conversation. <laughs> okay. Okay. Last, last question. Then we'll, we'll leave it here. Okay. Uh, five years out is the Apple Vision Pro. Is it on the shelves at Target? So you walk up and you just pick one up and, and widely available and normal to have one and not awkward to see one sitting on a train wearing one. Or is it something like Google Glass that five years from now, it will be a joke of internet history? Apple Vision, hot or not? Uh <laughs> Peter, I want your prediction I'm, on the record. We'll come back. Peter, we'll I'm going to say Apple Vision, not hot, totally thrift store. <laughs> like, I think I here. I think it, you will not see this in five years. I think in the next six months, it will be so. It, people will be so. You I think can't buy it till next year. By the way, just FYI. It's not available it, till 2024. So exactly, I think five years from now, I think in the intermit in in the next year, people are going to talk so much shit about it, and so effectively, it is going to be made into a into a a comic prop in in the zeitgeist that it's just going to be one of those things that they're going to produce a limited amount of because there will be a very limited demand, and in five years, maybe you see one at fucking Goodwill. <laughs> Can I, can I see, I, I, I just, I just, <laughs> not I, I, hot. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it, but I disagree with that line of thought because has there ever been anything released ever that didn't get memefied in the last 10 years? Like any, like anything, literally anything, whether it's, it's Coke well, or a stuff, movie or some stuff gets memefied where people are, are lionizing it, where they're like, this is I mean, like the new, the new Top Gun, one of the best, you know, most sold out movies of last year. It was memefied to death. Right. Was so it? was Mar. So was Mario. That also right. I think sold really well. Like, has anything? Is there anything? Uh, like, oh, so, okay. So, so uh, the new uh, uh, Little Mermaid just came out, and it not only was memefied, but it was like hated on by everyone from the New York Times to the Atlantic to like the right True. wing space. Everyone. It also True. like sold out theaters, Killed. made a ton of money. Absolutely. Know? Yeah, but you're talking about legacy stuff, right? Where you're talking about movies and stuff like that. Like, a the barrier. About, entry. Like Apple's the most popular, one of the most popular brand names ever. True, and they haven't yet. And you're right about the Apple Watch thing. They could foie gras duck us to death with this. I mean, we could. They could. They could absolutely stuff it down our throats until we absolutely have to have it. And if it was five hundred dollars, probably a lot of people would buy it. You know, uh, just for fun. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it doesn't yeah. change my take on it. I have this gestalt like uh like feeling as soon as I saw it that it was a nothing burger and that it was an emperor wears no clothes situation where everybody thinks that there's something amazing happening here and I think it's just kind of facile and and like shitty. <laughs> let me let me be a little spicy here. Just just spicy. even even inspired me just to take the opposite view. I kind of yeah. I I you know 
real talk, I'm I'm a coin flip, but uh, let me let me be spicy. <laughs> I think five years from now, we will have to some degree moved away from the cell phone world where you don't have to own a thing that fits in your pocket mm. like that. And I think that this will be part of that shift. Mm. I think you're wrong, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that this I think that this is going to we're maybe it's maybe it's not five but maybe it's ten years we're not going to have that clunky piece of metal that with a screen that cracks very easily that's gonna there's a shelf life on that technology and this is part of this is part of that move for sure and and I will say this though human beings unbelievably talented at iterating marginally talented at innovating and and it's why we end up getting stuck with so much that's a great point Pete. Clip that. <laughs> mark it. Mark it. Clip it. <laughs> Meme it. We're good. Meme it. <laughs> All right. Okay. I might have All to right, mark buddy. this as like a debate episode. I think that we had I a nice little debate on there. That's right. Cool. Hey, as always, we'll talk soon. Later, Pete.